Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Major Commune Podcast, the place for minority millennials to come and talk about today's minority community problems and discuss major solutions to those problems and how we can solve them together. For those that don't know me, I am your host, E. Cottrell. I'm a realtor by trade, a community advocate, and a lover of all people. This week on Major Commune, we'll be discussing the state of health in the minority community, and we'll be doing so with a very, very special guest who I think is not only one of the top pharmacists in the state of Alabama, uh, she's the owner of Fusion Fitness Training, a phenomenal artist, and what I am most proud of is the fact that she is my wife. Uh, So her name is Gabriel Cottrell. And yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hi, you all. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here. And it's a pleasure for us to have you on. And so, um, you know, as, just starting off, as a pharmacist, like, what is it that you do on a daily basis? Like, could, could you just give us a brief description of, like, your job? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's actually a lot more, I think, than what people think. But as far as myself, I'm a clinical pharmacist in the state of Alabama. So my main duties every day is really everything regarding to the medication. So I review um, medication orders. I consult with different healthcare providers about um, the best healthcare regimen for the patient. And we also consult patients about their healthcare and um, also in particular their medication. So that's pretty much like a lump sum of what I do throughout the day. Got you. And as a pharmacist, like what's, you know, just speaking about, you know, just different health problems and things like that, like what's one of the biggest problems that, you know, you see day in and day out? Uh, first of all, are you customer facing? Like, do you see a lot of customers? <clears throat> well, when I first started, um, I started out in retail pharmacy, so that was very customer based. And one of the major problems, or one of the major deficits that I saw there, is people really understanding their healthcare. Um, I found that some people were very um, kind of hesitant in asking their providers about different things. So, just understanding and having that knowledge about obesity and about different healthcare is a um, is a problem. Now, me being in a hospital setting. The, uh, one of the problems that I see there, or the main problem that I see, is a dependency that I believe that people have on medications. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes they may say, well, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to feed my body right or do things to regulate my weight. But what I will do, I'm going to rely on this medication. So I'm going to eat and I'm going to do whatever I want to because I know this little pill is going to solve my problems. And that's actually a big, big problem in healthcare right now. Right. So, I mean, like you mentioned, like you talked about a lot in that, you know, in those, you know, 30 or 40 seconds or whatever. Uh, And so what it sounds like that you're saying is because to me, you know, obviously, you know, obesity, just speaking of just like you said, the word obesity, obesity is, you know, one of the problems. But, you know, for me, from my perspective, how I look at it is obesity may not necessarily be the problem like you mentioned like you know dependency and and those other things you know so obesity may 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 not necessarily be the problem but it is a side effect of a much bigger problem yeah that's true that's so true i think 
Um, and that goes back to understanding and getting knowledge about obesity and that obesity is not one within itself. Obesity is something that causes so many other comorbidities, so many other diseases, such as you may start with obesity, but down the line, you may fall into heart failure or you may fall into kidney disease or you may fall into gout or all these other things that, that can derive just from obesity. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so that's it. Let, let's talk, uh, uh, you know, a little bit about the numbers. Mm-hmm. So today in the United States, you know, within the last few years, there was a study done that said that the percentage of adults aged 20 and over uh, with o- overweight and obesity is at 70.7%, almost 71% of adults in the a- in the U.S. today, 20 and over, um, are either obese or overweight. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's an outrageous number and and very, um, it's very eye opening, you know, to say the least. Uh, but just speaking, you know, more specifically, um, you know, to break down the numbers even more about the minority community, uh, you talk about non-white, uh, non-Hispanic white uh, people at thirty-six percent, black people at forty-eight percent, Hispanics at forty-two percent. And, you know, uh, Asians at 12, at just 12%. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously there's a big difference between, you know, uh, black and Hispanic and, you know, pretty much every other way, race uh, at this current moment. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So when you're looking at these, um, the facts that we're looking at right now, it's very good to look into their gauge in obesity pretty much off something called a BMI. A BMI is actually known as body mass index. And what this does and what this measurement does, it actually measures your body fat in correlation to your height and weight. So um, there's four different categories in this BMI or this body mass index. You can either be one, underweight. You can be two, normal weight. Um, Three, you can be overweight. And the fourth one is obese. So when we're talking about these um, situations of, you know, um, blacks and Hispanic being like 30% or above obese and overweight, that's, um, that's what we're getting to of how we're measuring this percentage. So, and just to piggyback off what, um, what you were just talking about, about the different percentages and us, we're being in at Alabama is, it's crazy to find out that the fact that we read earlier today was that Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, and also West Virginia are the top five states with um, obesity and overweight percentages of 35% and more. So in these states, they have 35% more people obese and overweight, which is very astounding, especially us being in Alabama, we're in the South. And another thing that I thought was very, very crazy to think about, um, I'm a black woman. I'm in my 20s. And just finding out today that 82% of black females um, in the ages in their 20s um, are either obese and overweight. So when you think about that. 82%? 82%. 82% of black females in their 20s. This is just their 20s. This is like prime time, you know. When you're going out, you're getting married, you're doing whatever, you're starting businesses. You know, you're in your prime in the 20s. Right. So, um... That's just like saying, like, four out of five. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, four out of five women, if you line all the black women up, or eight out of ten, you know, women uh, would be, well, I ain't gonna say women, but black women Mm -hmm. 
would be considered obese. Exactly. Overweight or obese. Exactly. And so, but but going back, you know, to what you just said, I mean, the first that is very, you know, not astounding, but just mm-hmm. that's very very bad. Like, yeah. you know, like I, you know, it's just outrageous. Like I can't. It's hard to even fathom eighty two percent of exactly. of anything being, you know, that that bad. But mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you mentioned like the two two words that a lot of people think are the same and for a long time I actually thought that they were the same but so you said overweight and obese and so Mm -hmm. basically what you're saying is that obesity and overweight are not the same thing not at all not at all so that goes back to the different categories of your body mass index again you can be underweight normal weight you can be overweight and then also you can be obese so and also a great place to go we're just going to take a quick thing is that you can actually take your BMI or calculate your BMI online if you just google it and type in BMI calculator you can put in your measurements your weight your height and your age and it will automatically calculate your BMI so you actually know where your body mass index falls so you can see if you're underweight normal weight overweight or obese so it all depends on you're saying your body mass index Mm mm-hmm which is, you know, just to make sure I have it right, it, it's a test that you do to measure, like, it's based on your height and your weight. Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. And, if, and your age as well. Your height, age, your height, age, and weight. Exactly. And so, okay, and then you said the four categories are, you said underweight, the right weight, overweight, and obese. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. That, that's a lot, <clears throat> you know, to take in. And then, you know, I think, you know, even we they said that... Um, as well that nowadays uh, your socioeconomic status has a lot to do mm-hmm. with that. I think, you know, I read um, um, not too long ago that um, African-American men mm-hmm. and um, Latin men as well, Latino men um, who make more money mm-hmm. uh, have a higher rate of obesity and overweight than those African-American men and Latino men that make less money. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was actually strange that the opposite is true for uh, black women mm-hmm. and black and Latino and Latino women that the more money you made for black women, the uh, less stressed you were or the less overweight you were mm-hmm. versus if you made less money as a black woman. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a very interesting fact mm-hmm. considering in the minority community, you know, how many single moms we have and, um, you know, obviously, you know, that, that sh- I'm, I'm sure that plays a role Yeah, yeah in I, that. I think that's, that's a great point because things that we see, I can only, I'm just speaking from me being as a black female, but, um, you know, sometimes you see people, um, in minorities and they may come from a single household and or single family household so you have a woman that's being stressed out and you know stress actually adds to weight gain as well and I think that's one thing that people don't understand that if you're stressed you're more prone to pick up weight and honestly when you pick up the weight you pick up the weight um, predominantly in your stomach so um, stress has a major factor to it and then also you made a great point of saying that um, black men and Latino men that have uh, that are more financially savvy or mm-hmm. not savvy but have more um, they're in higher income 
they actually, you know, they're actually a little bit more bigger. They're they're more overweight and obese. So I guess, you know, and I see that. So when I turn on the videos and sometimes in the rap culture and stuff like that, they're eating good, you know. Right. They're eating good and they're packing all those pounds. And a lot of them, they have like, you know, they, they kind of big. So right. I'm not going to lie about right. that. So I can see where this um, this fact and this statistic is coming from. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like I said, that, that plays a lot, you know, like, Things that we watch, things that we see, you know, we're seeing on a daily basis, how we're actually programmed mm-hmm. um, because, number one, it's culture, but it's culture because, you know, uh, like you said, the, the it's not only what we eat physically, but what we eat mentally, you know, spiritually, we what, what, what we listen to, what we see in these videos. Like, you got rappers like Rick Ross who, you know, has had a lot of health problems, uh, you know, as of late, uh, you know, has been hospitalized, but he lost a lot of weight. Um, you know, because, you know, he, he didn't want to die or he, I guess he got tired of being obese, but you know, other rappers and, you know, DJ Khaled and Gucci man, even, you know, lost all that weight and he started doing what I remember Gucci man, you know, like, you know, just speaking, you know, like just hip hop, like he used to be that guy, like, you know, like the main guy where everybody you look at, he'd have all the money and, you know, making all the songs, but his belly was like just so full of, you know. Uh, you could tell it had been through years and years and years of liquor and, and bad food and bad diet and exercise and things like that. So I think you're right. You know, th- just the things that we see on a daily basis have literally programmed us to, you know, feel like it's okay. And even with the women, yeah. um, you know, how like the, in the videos, like music videos, like you see, you know, we've been pushing like black women need to be thick or just women in general. We like thick women, mm-hmm. you know, in our society. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a, and what's so crazy about it is that a lot of different cultures actually like thicker women. Like, there are certain Indian cultures, there are certain African cultures, there are certain different cultures, especially in the black community, uh, they like fuller women. So, um, I think that plays a great role, uh, well, not a great role, but I think that actually um, pretty much put into context of what's going on in our community, especially with black females, because I hear it all the time, and I can give you an example. Is um, I'm a fitness instructor, as, um, as you pointed out earlier. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lady come in, and I was training her, and she wanted to lose weight, but sometimes, you know, people want to lose weight in certain areas, and that's right. just not how weight loss works, you know? Right. So you cannot spot check where you want to weight, um, lose the weight. So she, she got a little flustered because she was losing weight pretty much in her hips and, you know, kind of like a little breast, just, just small weight reduction. Right. But she stopped coming. She stopped coming because she said, I want to be thick. Like, I want to be thick. And I believe sometimes in our culture that we, we see these people, we see like uh, people who are, you know, they have big breasts, they have big hips, big butt. Everything else is small, but what we don't put it in the context is a lot of this stuff may be fake. They may have gone and got plastic surgery. They may have gone and got butt injections. You just really don't know what they did to construct their body that way. But we may think that, hey, we can just eat, eat, eat and not work out and get this big butt, these big old breasts and stuff like that. But in reality, you're going to get that big old stomach with it. So, you know, just really when you sit back and think about it, um, that's just anybody, period especially going out to uh, minority women or anything that anybody that thinks that 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 hourglass figure yes we sometimes want to esteem to that but we have to put into reality are we are we willing to take health risk 
to get this thick babe body. You right. can get that nice full figure by working out, by, you know, even lifting weights and stuff like that. You can get a nice fit like that, but you don't have to not work out and eat all this stuff just so you can get thick. And um, to me, that's a major health risk. Right. And I mean, so just in knowing that, though, and, and seeing the things that people are doing mm-hmm. to themselves, you know, to the to the, the degree that they're doing it at, do you think people want to change? That's a great question. Um, I think there's a yes and a no to that question. I think that, yes, people do want to change. Sometimes I would say no, because I think that people get set back in this mentality like I want this change but how far are you willing to what are you willing to do to make the change so that goes back to my first thing when I was talking about dependency sometimes we all want a quick fix you know we all want this thing microwave time I want it now but the thing about health is it's a it's an everyday choice it's when I get up in the morning it's today it's tomorrow it's future so it's a yes and a no it just depends on that person what are you willing to do are you willing to put down that big mac fries and all that stuff like that and are you willing to get up and go work out at least five days out the week 30 minutes a day like that's not much are you willing to park further away from work to walk to work what are you willing to do and I think that's a question for the individual as well Right. So sounds like, you know, what you're saying is if they're willing to do it, then it's possible. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that there is hope. Yeah, it's always hope. I think even with people who have hesitations, like it may be a no for them today, but tomorrow you may decide in your mind that, hey, and in your whole body that I'm going to do this. But it's a choice that has to be made. So it's always it's always hope for everyone. Well, that's good. You know, that's good. Like like uh, um. Uh, I guess let's keep hope alive then. Is it? Yeah. Okay, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Jackson in the words, of, in the famous words of Jesse Jackson. But uh, so that's that, that's it. Then let's talk solutions. So you know, in your opinion, um, you know, Gabriel, what are some true, factual, long-term solutions that we all can implement that? You know, to where over time, maybe even over the next quarter century or half a century, you know, we actually see some real number changes in those numbers that we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you asked that question because um, this gets to the point where we're seeing results. Right. So the four things are these are just the four things I would say um, just encourage everyone to do. First thing is to please see your doctor, like get annual checkups. What this does, it actually helps you to see where you're at. They check your blood pressure. They check your weight. They check your blood sugar levels, um, everything like that. So it, and also, you know, talk to your provider, talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacist, talk to your healthcare nutritionist, all those people, talk to them and don't be afraid. And this actually will give you knowledge about your body. Because once you have the knowledge, you're able to better help yourself. Right. Um, that's the first thing I would encourage people to do. The second thing is diet and nutrition. When I say like this is like 80% of your well-being, right. diet and nutrition, um, what you put in your mouth is the number one drug. That's the number one thing that helps you. Um, so understanding that. And also what you put in your mind and in your ears. Yeah. Too, like you said, yeah. In your mind, your ears, your body, what you intake that way. But also your foods that you eat. Um, you want to make sure you have a great um, diet. I'm not saying like 
a lot of stuff is very restricting. A lot of diet plans are very restricting. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Don't moderation to me um, is a big thing. Um, sometimes the sizes now, especially the portion sizes, have gotten a whole lot larger than what they were in the past. Mm-hmm. So understanding your food, understanding portion sizes is very key. The third thing I would say is stress. Um, I believe a lot of people now are dealing with. Um, a lot of stresses, whether that be competing against one another, whether that be on your job, whether that be your fam- your family, finances, anything like that. Stressors can add weight. Right. Also, stressors can actually deter you from doing everything else, such as moving into my fourth point, which I want to encourage you to do, is fitness. Again, if you can get out... Um, even sometimes they have exercises on YouTube that you can do 30 minutes, five times, well, five times a week. And you can do that at home. You don't even have to go outside your house, but you can just get online, look up 30 minute exercises to do. Join a gym if you can. Um, get a fitness instructor if you can. I'm a fitness instructor. I love my clients. I will do a lot for them. Um, so yeah, just those main four things I think will be great for people to do and implement in their lives for a total healthy living. That sounds good. Sounds good. So like you said, you mentioned, you know, fitness, you know, being a fitness instructor, having your own business, uh, you know, your, your training, uh, business is, is called fusion fitness. Uh, you want to tell the people about that? Yeah. So, um, I started, uh, fusion fitness about what, about a year or so ago. Yeah, almost a year. And so I'm working with different individuals. I work with a church um, in particular, and I also have my own clients on the um, as well. So I'm a group fitness instructor, but it's called Fusion Fitness, and we do a whole just plethora of things. We have body sculpting. We do a little bit of weightlifting. We do um, boot camps. We're actually in the summertime about to start dance classes. So just every way, I'm really trying to implement different dimensions of fitness to reach the masses, honestly. So that's what Fusion Fitness is about, and I love it so much. I'm thankful to God for that. Um, also, if you are interested in Fusion Fitness, again, I'm in Birmingham, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, so this is for that, um, that metro area. And you can reach me on Facebook at Fusion, that's F-U-Z-I-O-N, Fitness. Also, I'll be on Instagram at Fusion Fitness. Again, that's F-U-Z-I-O-N, Fitness. Um, so yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, sound like you got a, a little song for everybody. Yeah. Men, women, boys, girls, everybody. everybody. Check out Fusion Fitness on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, hit up Gabriel. Um, she's more than willing to help out anybody that has any questions or things like that. Uh, and yeah, I think you know. With that said, we'll 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 wrap it up. So thank you for coming and spending time with us today thank you i appreciate this so much thank y'all yeah this, this was this was good i think it's it's much it's a much needed conversation and uh we really appreciate you coming by hollering at, hollering at us and this has been another episode of major commune you know we've spoken about some solutions here but if you all have uh you know I- I- any solutions that you think we missed or that you want to uh uh our listeners to hear uh, then let us know. Um, also, you know, we always enjoy hearing from our listeners and getting feedback. So uh, hit us up in that area as well. And hopefully we can all continue this conversation in our living rooms and in all our communities uh, to continue to learn and grow with each other. 
Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you all next episode, which will, uh, like I said, all our episodes are released every Sunday at 6 p.m. We hope you guys enjoy, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.